0: Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm an expert in performance and mindset, supporting business owners to create exceptional results in life and business. And I achieve this through coaching, training, speaking, and my online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success, and to identify the common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is simple. It's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to accomplish your goals. Now don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any of these brilliant episodes. Head over to jeffnicholson.co.uk to register for my Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts newsletter as well as all you need to know on how to connect with me on social media or join the Facebook group. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. Welcome to episode 181. I don't know about you, but this year seems to have flown by. I was just having a conversation with my wife the other day saying that despite the fact that practically for 18 months we've been stuck in our house, um, these last two years almost seem to have been the quickest that we've ever experienced. I wonder if that's how you feel or that's the sort of thing that you've experienced as well. Maybe getting out has almost slowed things down, which is Really weird. And um, we've got a great guest lined up for you this week, Dr. Jean Latting. Now, she is the president of Leading Consciously LLC and professor emerita of the Graduate College of Social Work, GCSW, University of Houston. As a consultant, researcher, and educator, Jean focuses on leadership in multicultural and diverse organizations. Through her organization, Leading Consciously, Jean helps individuals and organizations create resilient sustainable multicultural and diverse settings welcome to the show dr Lattin.
1: hi jeff glad to be here
0: i'm really looking forward to our conversation but before we sort of go into the the real cool topic could you give us a little bit of a backstory that's brought you to this point today
1: Okay. Uh, I grew up in the segregated South. Is that the direction you want me to go in?
0: Yeah, just literally what your story was. that's brought you to what you do right now.
1: Okay. I grew up in the segregated South. I've been interested in social and racial justice all of my life for obvious reasons. I went to the graduate college, Uh, No, social work. It wasn't called graduate then, Uh, but it was a graduate program in social work at Columbia, a doctorate in health administration, all continuing my interest in social and racial justice. In in getting my doctorate, I learned about organization development, taught at the University of Houston Graduate School of Social Work. The classes I taught were empowerment, leadership, research community social justice I taught social justice theory became a consultant and a leadership coach and here I am
0: sorry your your company it's it's called leading consciously yeah
1: yes
0: yes it yeah. is okay fantastic so so the your obviously your experience through as a as a child right the way up to what you do now there's always been that that common thread about culture the inclusion um and and bringing that sort of social justice into it what do you um think are the biggest challenges that organizations face trying to create that culture that includes everyone um, as a a whole?
1: Changing systems and changing people's minds at the same time.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And, And could you go into a little bit more depth about what you mean by that?
1: Okay, so let's say someone wanted to become a marathon runner. That's a big, big stretch goal for them. They can give themselves all kinds of lectures, but if their identity, who they identify themselves as being doesn't change, they can go practice every day, but they're not going to be fully there. If they don't get by the right equipment, the right shoes, the right uh, have practice on the right terrain, they won't. Be there. They don't have the right trainers. They won't get there. So, an organization wants to go on a diversity and inclusion journey. It truly wants it. It does not want a homo- homogenous staff. So, where is it going to get the equ- right equipment? What is the right equipment? Where are they going to get the right trainer? What is the right trainer? What about all the people whose minds have grown up thinking I can never run marathon? or I don't need to do uh, diversity and inclusion. So how do we change the minds of people who are used to thinking a certain way? And what what do we do about the systems that reinforce the old way of thinking? I just thought of actually a better analogy because uh, this is bookkeepers. Okay, so you got to have the right software. You have to have the right talent. And then you have to have the client who will give up the spreadsheet. And it's giving up the spreadsheet that can be the hardest because they are used to all of the structure of how they keep their books with a spreadsheet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And when you go into companies, how do you sort of start – where whereabouts does that start do you see it sort of the the changing the way that it drips down or do you is it a matter of going right let's get everyone together and start working on this as a whole what how does that does that work because obviously there's some companies as you mentioned kind of like in 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 a way that they kind of like have this archaic belief um And it's just a matter of rinse and repeat. Every generation of leadership that's gone in, it's kind of like been the same. And then you've obviously got the new, the fresh, the, the, well, I would say the correct way of doing it. I'm sure you would as well, but, um, how does, how do you change, uh, the culture by, you know, who do you talk
1: to first? Okay. So let me real be real clear. I do not change anybody's culture. I do not. What I do is I help people change their culture.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. okay.
1: Okay. So whoever called me up, made that initial call, they have a vision of the organization they want to have. And so we talk about that vision and we talk about who is that vision shared with? Who should we all meet? Who should all meet and talk about the way we want things to be? Some people want to survey to find out where, because a lot of times people say, well, these are my ideas, but I don't know if they're widely shared or what other people see are issues. So I do, I have two types of survey. I have an organizational survey. Actually I have three types, an organizational survey, a DNI, diversity, equity and inclusion survey, and then I have an individual skills in diversity survey. And so uh, depending, one or some combination of those surveys is what we would do next. If we skip the survey, then we have focus groups and we meet and we talk. What do you want to see? What's in the way of you getting where you want to go? And what systems keep in place what you don't want to see happen?
0: Okay. Now, in in, in your, um, obviously, that, this information that we get on having you um, on the show, one of the things that you talk about is leading consciously. What do you mean by that?
1: We all operate on default modes. I think they say 98% of the stuff we do is automatic. Our bodies know how to digest food. Uh, we don't have to think about putting one foot in front of another to get from here to there. So our bodies, 98% of the stuff, our body processes, I think I have the right percentage, is on automatic. And we have automatic habits. We know to brush our teeth in the morning. We don't have to remind ourselves every day. If we want to change how we are doing inclusion and who we're including, who we're allowing in, who we are inadvertently keeping out, that requires conscious awareness. We can't go on automatic. We can't do what we've always done and expect a different result. We have to be conscious about that. It's
0: interesting because I know from the work I do, it's, we get them to be conscious about what they are thinking. So it's thinking about how many to start stopping and starting to change about how, how many times they start berating themselves or beating themselves up. yeah, and when they become more consciously aware and when they go, holy mackerel, I do this all the time. And I talk more nastily about myself or um, I, I kind of like put myself down more times than I've done anything else. So by having that conscious, by having that leadership where you are more aware of the decisions, the choices, and how you are speaking to people, that will will, well, it's going to make you either identify that you need more work or it's going to certainly make you focus more on the questions that you're going to speak to people about.
1: It's, yes, but it's going to make you aware there's a gap between I want to change and I have changed. And the gap is I keep, I know I want to change. I promised myself I was going to run this race. I promised myself I was going to keep my books. differently. I promised myself I was going to have a more inclusive organization. Why do I keep acting like I don't want it? Why do I, my old habits keep popping up? What do I do about that? But and I suppose
0: a, 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 is a key part of that conscious leadership being able to provide um, effective feedback that's going to provide growth rather than hold you back or even worse make you sort of fold in on yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, it's feedback. And it's also we have a lot of tools. Uh, I call what we do technology. You probably call QuickBooks technology. I call I call our work technolo- a technology. So we have a technology.
0: Right. Okay. And there's another thing that you've mentioned on, um, or that's mentioned on the thing that I'm 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 intrigued to know the reason why it's mentioned is you've talked about color blindness and multi multicultural <laughs> wow, that's a hard word for me, multiculturalism, that's the one. And for, if, what, does that, what does that mean? Because I know, I, 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 you know, obviously we know what's going on in the world and you know, and we, I certainly am all for equal rights and opportunities and everything.
1: But what, but what does that statement actually mean? Okay, so let's start with an analogy and then we'll work to your question. Nobody's saying there should be one religion. Somehow or another, we managed to... Hindus, Christians, uh, Muslims. We all managed to exist in the same world. Nobody declares we should all have the same religion. Nobody declares there should be one gender. We now not only have two genders, we have multiple genders. Okay, so we're we're used to... Diversity of those things with regard to race and ethnicity, because of the history of exploitation and trying to get past it, people are saying, oh, well, here's an idea. Let's just do away with all those differentiations. Let's just pretend we're all the same racially. And that doesn't work any more than it works to try to suddenly declare we'll be all religion and I'll ignore the fact that you are Jewish and you are Christian and you are Catholic.
0: But it, but I suppose as well it is also providing a safe space for people to talk about it because um, I know that myself, it, it always makes me very nervous talking to people um you know realistically especially especially sort of um the african-american or or um or black race because i always feel like i'm being insulting or, or worried that i'm going to be insulting or ignorant or something how does a company who may feel the same as i do s- sort of start to have that conversation in an order to help the organization grow, the individual grow. How how do they start
1: that? You start by telling people to get comfortable with being uncomfortable.
0: Okay. Yep, yeah, great point. Okay.
1: Anything think of any new habit you've started. It feels awkward. It doesn't feel like me. I don't do this. I don't wear I don't wear these kind of shoes. I, I'm not a marathon racer. I don't know how to do this. I'm going to now to training. I'm looking at all of these people. I don't know these people. I don't know what to say. I don't know if I belong here. I don't know why I'm here. All of those doubts are natural. I don't know, we're not gonna go from trying to pretend to be colorblind, which of course we're not. We're not gonna go from there to comfort. Oh, I know exactly what to say and how to say it, and I'll never make a mistake.
0: And I, and I suppose, and 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 I know from a conversations I've had with my my kids and and people is that is they they worry that they're in, insulting people. But I suppose as if you come from that point of going, I'm go, I may make mistakes in this. Please correct me, so I at least yeah, it's it's a It's it's almost presenting them with permission to be correct, correct corrected, should they ever say anything.
1: And you will look a lot smarter and more knowledgeable if you say, I may make a mistake. Please correct me. I haven't had it. You and I don't have, we're developing relationship. We don't have familiarity, but I want to know because I want to know from you uniquely, not as a member of your race, but you uniquely, I want to know. Yeah. And, and, and as a, you know, as a, as a, as a, as
0: a white white man, I'm, I'm going to be, I am quite ignorant to some of the challenges that other races have had because I've never experienced that. So it's it's by going, you know, I I may not have experienced this, but I'm I'm willing to talk about stuff. Then I suppose you're also allowing yourself to be vulnerable on both sides.
1: Exactly. And it's and that I mean, think about how you feel when someone comes to you and says, I want to learn. Right, it just melts you. I mean, it melts heart. It melts hearts to hear someone say, "I want to learn." No, that's 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 fascinating. That's fascinating.
0: Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to jump over to the second part of the show where I'm going to ask you a set of questions. Um, so, are you ready? I am fantastic okay question number one is on average how much time do you roughly dedicate to self development that's body mind and soul
1: I would say three hours a day
0: do you have a specific um, modality that you like do you like reading do you like listening what's your sort of thing to go
1: to for self-development I meditate and I meditate meditate every day I do active uh, visualizations. I uh, exercise daily. I stretch, and I try to make reach out to one friend every day. (laughs) Question number
0: two is: What book, and it can be any book, has made the biggest impact to your self development or personal growth, and why? I'm
1: torn between the autobiography of Malcolm X. And believe it or not, Lad a dog. What's it? What's this last one? <laughs> lad, L-A-D, a dog. I I was an avid reader as a child, and this guy wrote this series of books about Lad a dog and his buddy Bruce and Lassie. And Lad a dog saved people, and he was loyal, and he was kind, and he was good. And he taught me values. And dad was willing to sacrifice himself for others because he was that kind of a dog.
0: Okay, I get you. I like that. That's quite cool. I don't think I, I've never really sat and thought about my childhood books that I've read. I'll have to, I'll have to think about that, but that's, that's an interesting one. I like that one. Okay, question number three is, do you have an app that makes a big impact to your business or personal life?
1: I just... I use Slack. We use it in our organization. That's huge. Um, my biggest issue has been keeping track of billings. Okay. I have tried all kinds of apps and, and the the challenge is doing it every single day recording. I just forget. So I knew I couldn't use any sophisticated anything. <laughs> So I use numbers on... Okay, like, like the spreadsheets. Just numbers. I, I, I set myself up a template, and I'm able to do it every day because it takes me seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes the ba- most basic one is the most powerful
1: one. Yeah, and then I can export it and then import it into whatever.
0: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Question number four is what's your biggest business mistake that turned into a valuable lesson, and what did it teach you?
1: My business big business mistake that turned into a lesson was my not learning SEO before I started my blog. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to get it off the ground. So I did. But, but what happened is I now have a body of work on the blog on the blog, 60, 60 podcasts. And so I have an SEO expert coming in. And they now know what I do. And and what I do is hard. So if someone had worked with me all along and not been able to read and see what I'm about, they would have had a much harder time. So now we can go back and retrofit the existing blog and the person knows what I'm about.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think, I think um, a lot of, a lot of businesses look at SEO, like, uh, like a black art,
1: a pseudoscience kind of like thing. It's like mystical. Right. Right. And I, I, I taught statistics, and research. So I wasn't afraid of numbers, but, but I was afraid I didn't know how to put numbers on what I do. And I did all of these different options and this and that. I just, it wasn't worth it to me. I'm turning out blog posts. I'm consulting, I'm doing work. I have a family. So, and then I just woke up and said, Hmm, I, I need to do more, if I'm gonna produce this, I do want more readers. And so that's when I decided to go for SEO and do keywords.
0: (laughs) Question number five is, what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them?
1: Meditation, I meditate every day. Every day I empty my mind. And every day, I allow myself to sit and let thoughts wander around in my brain. And out of that, what will pop up? It's like when you take a shower, you get a thought. That can, like when I when I do that after before after meditation, all of a sudden I remember. Oh, I promised such and such. Oh, and this goes with this. And if I do this, that will work. And so I get ideas, and then I empty my mind, and then I always bring in um uh, spirit i don't know any other way to say that
0: yeah, yeah no no i get you yeah yeah okay and how long have you been doing meditation
1: 15 20 years maybe more
0: so you weren't you weren't doing it when it was even trendy
1: it was near the start of it
0: yeah <laughs> okay. okay question number six what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you would known starting out
1: that everything begins with self. It doesn't begin with the other person.
0: Okay. So w- could you go into more depth about that? What does what do you actually
1: mean by that? If you want to run a marathon, I keep going back to the same analysis. You want a marathon, run a marathon, you don't run out and buy shoes and find the train and all that. You work internally. How do I change my mindset so that I identify as a runner? Okay. So I want to be, a, I want to go into business. I want to do whatever. How do I change my sa- mindset? So I believe I'm
0: capable. So you can start identifying as, as that that you want to be rather than possibly what you were.
1: Yes. And the, and the word possibly goes away. I am that now, now I just need to demonstrate that I am that.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And question number seven is, what is your personal definition of success?
1: Success is when you feel successful.
0: And when you say feel successful, it's it's not the external, it's the internal.
1: No, because there's always somebody who has more money. There's always somebody who's written more books. There's always someone who has a bigger business. you got to decide at what point... I, oh, here's one of my favorites. Prince n- never lived up to Michael Jackson. He died thinking, I want to be bigger than Michael Jackson. This is Prince, right? That they put up purple all over the globe when he died. So he didn't feel that he was right because he hadn't measured up to Michael Jackson. I don't want to live like that. I, I, I am successful now and I will be more successful in the future.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, Number eight, now you've mentioned a couple of routines that you do, like the meditation and the visualization. Are there any other rituals or routines that you do on a day-to-day basis that have a huge impact in your life?
1: Physical exercise. Uh, People who hate to exercise. I asked how old you are and how old you want to be because if you want to be older you don't want to be s- unable to tie your own shoes and so uh exercising is vital and exercising now whatever your age is feels great my grandchildren both one does sand volleyball and the other does soccer they it, it what it's doing to their body and their spirit is amazing and these are children
0: yeah and i think i think it provides you know, especially when they do sports, I think healthy, healthy competitiveness isn't something that wants to be eked out then it's a healthy thing to be competitive, but it's doing it in a healthy way um so that that's brill that's brill well, um, we've come to the final part of the show. this is where you get a chance to share with us. How we can find out more about you, what you do. If there's anything you'd like to share, please do, and we'll make sure it goes in the um, on the show notes on my website. Um, so please take it away. Thank you. Uh,
1: my website is www.leadingconsciously.com. We're, about to, we're in the process of switching platforms, so there may be an immediate glitch. If any of your readers get it, just know that's because we're switching platforms. But it does work. I have a blog there. Uh, several of us uh, do it. And we're now up to 60-something uh, posts or interviews. People who go there find it uh, insightful. We have an online course, one current, one membership group, current, and a course that will be launched in the uh, at the start of 2022, first quarter of 2022. And what the uh, membership course is Leadership in Racial and Social Justice. It's called Pathfinders. Look for it as Pathfinders if you're at all interested in the topic. If the idea grabs you, it's probably for you you know, trust that person. thing. So please check it out. If the idea
0: doesn't interest you at all, just read the plans at the blog, see what interests you and never mind. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, um, Gina, it just gives me the final opportunity to say thank you so much for taking the time and joining me. Um, Thank you very much for sharing your knowledge, wisdom and experience. And I wish you the greatest
1: success. Thank you. I wish you what, it obviously is great success now, and I really appreciate being here. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Jean. Take care. Take care to you.
0: So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening, and it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. It really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast, and that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.